The Pleasure Project with Donna Scogland, episode 93. So last week I was in a little bit of a funk. I kind of went in and out of a funk a few times throughout the week. And I wanted to share how I got through that. And this is new for me. This is a new way of dealing with whenever I am feeling, you know, those uncomfortable emotions when I'm in what I call the shitty 50 of life, which is the 50% of life that is not fun. That's unpleasant, uncomfortable, challenging, and does not feel good. This is totally normal. And I think we first need to just normalize being in a funk and being in a mood and having negative thoughts and emotions because that is part of life and that's just how our brains are wired. It's not a problem. It doesn't have to be a problem until we make it a problem. And usually we make it a problem. So I have really worked this year to not make it a problem and change the way that I deal with it. And so I, I whittled it down to like three basic steps. So the first step is simply just recognizing. So I noticed I was just not feeling good. I was just not feeling emotionally up, uplifted, upbeat. And I just recognized that I didn't make it mean anything. I didn't make it a problem. I didn't judge myself for not being happy and, you know, my best shiny self that day. And then instead of trying to just distract myself from that or try to push it away or resist or numb or escape, which, you know, are all things that I've done in the past, I sat with myself. And that is kind of the first thing we need to learn to do that's quite counterintuitive to our primitive brain. Our primitive brain does not like pain, whether that's physical pain, emotional pain. So whenever there's perceived discomfort, our primitive brain wants us to move away from it. So this is why we tend towards doing, you know, the numbing and the distracting and the coping and the self-soothing things. However, just being in a mood, being in a funk is harmless. There's nothing actually wrong with it. It's not true pain in a way that's destructive, in a way that's going to actually harm us. So we can actually learn so much from our emotional pain if we are willing to move towards it instead of away from it. So not abandoning yourself is the first step, the first skill to learn. And that for me looks like pausing, stopping what I'm doing because my tendency is just to stay active and busy and occupied. So instead of just kind of going along, which I find just it, it lengthens the whole funk, pro like it just prolongs it. I just stay there for a longer period of time because I'm not consciously and deliberately moving through it. I'm just kind of trying to pretend it's not there. So not abandoning yourself, moving towards the feeling in terms of your attention and awareness. And this is not the same as indulging in it. So indulging in a bad mood and continuing to spin in the negative thoughts that are creating it is very different than simply just being with yourself in pure presence, meaning I check in with my body. So it's not the same as thinking about like staying in your head about the mood, because again, your mood is caused by your thoughts. So I stop, I just close my eyes often. Sometimes I'll put my hands on my body and I'll just take a moment and ask myself, 
okay, what's happening in my body? Let me just take a moment and feel these sensations and notice where they are. Get more intimate with how this mood, how this funk is expressing itself in terms of vibrations and sensations and energy moving in my body. That's what a emotion is. It's energy in motion. So that's step one, is moving towards it with your awareness, but your awareness is on your physical body, not on the thoughts. Step two is understanding the cause, which is, okay, what was I thinking? What was I paying attention to? Why was I feeling whatever I was feeling? And then I'll find the thought the sentences in my brain, the narratives, the stories, the meaning that I have been making. And this is really important because what you're doing is you're getting some perspective and you're stepping out of the thinker and into the watcher. And that itself gives you some perspective and some distance and allows you to just be able to get to the root of the problem and recognize that you are creating it with your own mind. We are always creating the problems with our own minds. Everything in reality, in the world, is neutral, is empty. And this is one of the yoga sutras. Everything is empty from its own side and appears according to how we see it. So how we look at things, how we interpret and create meaning from situations, from circumstances, will indicate how we feel about it. So you need to figure out what how am I creating these emotions? How am I actually causing the way that I'm feeling with my thoughts? And then the third step is to do some sort of shifting. And sometimes I find the third step isn't even necessary because simply just becoming the watcher and processing my feelings in my body and becoming the observer of my thoughts and my emotions is, is often enough, but sometimes when I feel like it's sticky, then I direct my mind in a different direction. And this week I used eight journal questions to do that. And so I want to share those questions with you and I will put them in the show notes so you can save them. You can copy and paste them and put them somewhere so that you can refer back to them anytime that you're in a funk. But I really do encourage you to take those first to make sure that you do the first two steps because what happens is because of our tendency to want to move away from the pain and towards pleasure, we want to skip over like sitting, like sitting with it for a moment. And again, like I said, this is not indulging in it. This is not stewing in it. This is not the same. This is simply learning how to be with yourself, not make it a problem, be self-aware, observe, notice, allow, accept, and then move towards the desired feeling, which is always, you know, feeling better, feeling happier, experiencing more pleasure, more emotional pleasure. So here are the eight questions that I asked myself. So number one, and so once I identified kind of what I was thinking about, then I kind of had the, the circumstance that I was thinking about. So now the, the reframe, which is what these questions are, is a different way of looking at that circumstance. So the first question is, what do I already know about this? And so this causes me to kind of look at the circumstance 
in a more big picture way in terms of just, so whenever we are feeling a negative emotion, we're looking at it in just one way that feels bad. So when we ask ourselves to, to step back and to look at it from different ways, then we find different thoughts, which access helps us access different emotions. The second question is, what am I forgetting to think? And this is basically realizing that, you know, I could be thinking something better. I could be seeing this from a more optimistic perspective, from a more positive perspective. I'm forgetting to focus on that. I'm forgetting to think about some of those truths. The third question is, what would love say? And love is the highest emotion that we can experience. And when we tap into that state of love and we come from love, that changes everything. The fourth question is, what would the wisest part of me say about this? And this is connecting to our highest self. This connects us to our intuition. Again, that, that big picture perspective, not just getting caught up in the the day-to-day -day kind of grind that we often get stuck in. Number five is what's the best case scenario? So our brain loves to go to worst case scenario. This is just a survival mechanism that our brain does. We have to find, we have to always be on the lookout for the threats. And this served us a thousand years ago when the threats could kill us, but now the threats can't kill us except stress can kill us, which is what happens when we continuously think about the worst case scenario and worry and spin in our minds and stay in a stress response. The sixth question is, why do I want this? When I think about the best case scenario, like what do I really want with this circumstance? Then the question is why? And that taps you into motivation and your compelling reasons. And that generates desire, motivation, commitment, all those powerful emotions that drive our actions. The seventh, seventh question is, how do I want to feel as I create this, as I create the best case scenario, we need to take ownership, take control of creating the results that we want using our thoughts, generating the emotions that will fuel us and taking aligned action. So taking aligned action is going to come from emotions, emotions, like I said, like motivation, drive, commitment, discipline, focus, excitement, inspiration. These are all emotions that help us take action and create the results that we want. And then the final question is, who do I want to be as I experience this? And this is also a really important question because this is a reminder that how we see ourselves and our identity is ultimately what, what drives behavior. So we can decide who we want to be. Who we want to be is a construct of our imagination. So why not imagine the kind of person who can create the best case scenario and then become that person? So these, again, these eight questions, once I answered them and, you know, I, I journaled them out and I just took some time, I felt completely differently because I had a completely new take on the thing that I was focusing on in a negative light that was making me feel like crap, that was creating the funk that I was in. So these are the tools of learning how to master your mindset, how to 
process your emotions, how to tend to your nervous system, and how to ultimately create whatever it is that you want in your life. And we are so powerful as human beings, and we have more power than we know how. It's like we've been giving given this amazing, beautiful, intelligent mind, and we were never really given the instructions for how to use it to the highest capacity. And that's really been my work. Probably, you know, my whole life has been this work of understanding why we do what we do and, and learning how to change what we do in a way that serves us. So this is what I am going to be teaching in the Pleasure Project program, which is my brand new course that starts in January. And we're already a third of the way signed up or filled up when at the time of this recording. And there's a few more weeks left to register and you can apply now. Reach out to me if you have any questions. And I'm also offering a couple of workshops to help you to just give you a little bit of a taster of some of the tools that we'll be using. So I have a free online workshop on December 30th called The Best Year Ever. And that's a Zoom session. It's totally free. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. And if you're in Kelowna, you can join me in person on New Year's Day for my annual visioning and manifesting retreat. So we'll go a little bit deeper into these techniques of wiring your brain for success and setting some intentions, creating clarity and focus for the year ahead. So I would love to see you. I hope to hope you can join me at any one of these or all. And I hope you're having a happy holiday and I will talk to you soon.